Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always is Mr. Andy Molitor. We'll get into some more Super Bowl stuff, but most importantly, Andy, what are you making? What will you be eating this Super Bowl Sunday? Do you have it planned out yet? Yes. So nachos, nacho bar kind of thing. Like basically, if you can think of something that you could take a tortilla chip and dip it in, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make fresh, and you can't do this until game day, otherwise it'll be gross, but fresh guac, you make some queso to, queso to whatever, like the spicy queso. What am I thinking? Maybe some chili con carne or chili con queso. There's going to be some fresh pico, some bean dip, some just regular salsa, anything and maybe, you know, like the seven-layer taco dip, that thing. Life you can have a cheese good. fountain, a nacho cheese fountain. Oh, you were able to throw down for that? <laughs> I should have. My in-laws have one. Like, we we had that set up. They, I don't know why or where they got this, but they had one set up last time we were out there. with. Uh, they put chocolate in it. Like, you can put whatever you want in there. So, right. like, the kids, kids are just sitting there dumping whatever they can find under the chocolate fountain. <laughs> But yeah, cheese fountain would have been a good idea. So, just, uh, and then you know, taco fixings, so you can make yourself a nice little uh, nachos, whatever on a plate. That's I'm just That's I can eat that all day. Well I'm fine with that. And drinks. That sounds excellent. What about you? I think I'm just good. I don't know. I've been in like a fried chicken mood. There's a particular place out here. I think it's the towns. I can't remember if it's Phoenixville or Collegeville, but it's called Specs Fried Chicken, and it's the world's greatest fried chicken right next to an adult um, novelty store, if you will. Um, it happens to – they make like fried chicken. I think it's like broasted technically or something, oh, yeah. but it's the best chicken in the stinking world. I think I'm going to go pick a bunch of it up and located literally right next door is a place where you could pick up, um, you know, pornographic magazines and movies and things of that nature. You know, the chicken place leans into it. So it's kind of a bit of fun. So go stop by there, get some chicken. No uh, matter where you go, your hands will be a little bit greasy. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll, I think I'm going to spin through picks real quick. Cause I'm more interested in talking about the Super Bowl props. So not, not a lot to say on any of this today. This is just what I'm betting. I'm always going to tell you what I'm betting. I was able to post some golf stuff on Twitter yesterday. I ended up with one first-round matchup that did win. I have a couple you know, full tournament matchups. I have a couple outrights, a couple top 20s. They're all doing okay, I guess, as far as how I thought they would. But uh, it was a weird end of the first round where they did have to stop it due to darkness. So finished today. I hate it when you have players that are overlapping their rounds into the next day. So I stayed away from anything in the morning just because it was it was goofy. The afternoon people had to play in the morning right away. I didn't love that. So I just stuck with afternoon tea time guys for anything I handicapped today. Uh, these are guys who played yesterday morning. We'll play this afternoon. So Xander Jouvle over Victor Hovland at a dog price is silly to me. I have X as one of my top guys here this week. I watched a lot yesterday. I thought he played much, much better. Hovland can play much better. He has a very high ceiling, but he is he is not looking like he's figuring it out off the tee. He's been lucky to stick to where he is. Not, he's a guy I bet on full tournament. I'm I'm not just scrapping rats. I just don't think he can hang with him. It shouldn't be this big of a favorite. And then my bet from yesterday was Brooks. Kepka over Tom Hoagie. Hoagie very successful last week, obviously. But uh, 
I don't know, winning that tournament shouldn't put you in the same stratosphere as someone who has won four majors who won this tournament last year and honestly left some left some scoring out on the course yesterday. I should have won that one by margin. Brooks did win the the matchup, and I think he does again today at basically the same price this afternoon. So just those two for me, and we'll cheer for Usti otherwise. I love it. I saw a question quickly about tennis. No tennis picks for me today, um, but I saw someone in there, Patrick, that's a great grab on the Begu outright. She can beat Zachary. Um, we'll see what the line opens up. Maybe take a look at kind of just playing Zachary to cover your stake if your stake was relatively large, but Begu can definitely beat her. Um, she's been playing some nice tennis. Being indoors, um, I think, is a little bit better for her, so don't shy away from letting that ride. Uh, feel free to cover it if you want. You're far enough where I think you can start locking in some value, but um, no tennis for me today. Just a couple picks though in the nba again we're kind of in this run here we've got nice six to eight game slates uh, did pretty well with our team total yesterday the grizzlies over 119 and a half pretty much never in doubt i think they put up like 40 some points in the first quarter thanks brett begu plus 240 so zachary you know probably in the minus 325 to 350 range depending on where you look sorry i'm bad at doing that math quickly but again maybe buy up for your stake if you want um Two totals, two more team totals in the NBA for us tonight. Again, a lot going on yesterday. I will quickly say, um, I guess I'm expected to comment on the Sixers trade, Andy. Um, maybe I'll do that after this. But Hornets, team total under 117 and a half. The Hornets have struggled to put up points um, without Gordon Hayward. The pace has been really slow for them. I have them less than 115, so anything 117 or higher looks good to me. The Timberwolves, one of the better offenses in the NBA, going up against what's been one of the worst defenses in the NBA and the Chicago Bulls. Sorry, Andy, without Caruso, without Ball, it's just really tough for these guys to stop anybody. So we'll go Hornets team you. total under, Timberwolves team total under, over and i guess my official take on the james harden trade is i give him like a b i really wish we could have found some way to keep seth curry having that extra shooter it would have been really nice but at the end of the day we traded ben simmons we got someone back who could be a superstar we'll see he's had a really tough beginning to the season but maybe the trade will magically heal his hamstring or something like that the way that ben simmons is now magically ready to play basketball all of a sudden so it's one of those trades where I think both teams actually could be better. Um, as a basketball fan, I'm kind of terrified and excited to see what a Nets lineup is going to look like if they can get Harris healthy with all those shooters and kind of Simmons running as like a small ball center kind of thing. But the Sixers definitely got better yesterday. So overall, I'm mostly pretty happy, I think. I'm down. Yeah, I understand my situation with my Bulls. I just need 11 more wins, guys. <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go. And team totals today. I like a team total. It's simple. You don't have to cheer for much. You cheer for one thing. You don't have to get crabby when the other team scores. You don't have to get mad about a scoring drought for somebody. Unless it's kind of like when the other team scores. Yeah, the other teams, you get the ball back, especially when you're on the over. Um, Real quick hoops. I put them in on the Betsford tap. Sorry that it went out in a couple. Sometimes I click submit, and then one of the lines will move like five cents, and it won't submit. And then I go back and look and like, oh, I don't think the total went through. So anyone who didn't see this, I did put an Akron over in. Uh, I think that actually went in as like a second post uh, outside of the two Mountain West dogs. I'm playing both dogs tonight. I'm assuming these are later games. This is something not only I like these numbers. I, I'm not. I would never bet college basketball. It's just like D-Gen picks. But yeah, I take it fairly seriously, despite how the last couple of weeks have gone. But it is uh, it is kind of fun that these are the late games. Like if you want to stay up and and grind some uh, 
grind some late night basketball. The UNLV Boise State game starts at 11 p.m. Eastern time. So that will finish tomorrow for your East Coasters. The other one is the second to last game of the night, Fresno State plus six versus Colorado State. I just, I mean, even if you just watched a lot of these games, a lot of these games are are a lot closer than the, they're putting these spreads just in general in the Mountain West. But I don't think either of these teams should be favored by this much. Fresno State defense can keep them close. Boise State, probably one of the best teams, but UNLV getting nine here is a, a bit heavy for me. And then the Akron over, I made this like 135. I I went and checked and checked and checked, and I, I would expect it to come up. I, I don't know if uh, it's just I'm early to the market on this one, but if this goes down, then fuck, maybe I'll just quit for the year. Christ. It looked like uh, it was ticking up. If I, yeah, I if saw I can't, 129 and a half. If I can't find a, a total that wants to go up with me like this one, then I don't know what we're doing here. So not a ton to say. We'll get to the Super Bowl. So many things to talk about. So many. I actually kind of forget what order we put all this stuff in. I mean, I guess we'll start with the general game. Again, the, the line's four. The total's, you know, 48. The money line seems to have settled right around Rams 200. You know, Bengals plus 166. So, I mean, you know, you haven't really had anything strong to say. Has that changed? I know some people played played the over yesterday. Um, I think our buddy Dogma there, I think, might have an over ticket. He's generally pretty sharp. I mean, has anything changed for you? Not really. I think I'm still fine with anyone who took an early under. I think if you like Cincinnati, you should take some money line as well. And I think if you like the Rams, you should take some alt spreads. I think it's kind of the the opposites of each other. Like, um, you know, the, the the line is sharp, but it's still a median projection. And I think if, if the Cincinnati Bengals offense really shows up, they win the game. And if it doesn't, the Rams might win by 30. So definitely look at all spreads or the money line on the Bengals. And other than that, it's just it's prop life, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I was looking at some Rams alts. Minus 9.5 I saw right around plus 160. Um, minus 13.5 was plus 240. And then Bengals, if you actually want to go the other way, like Bengals minus 2.5. I'm sorry, Bengals minus 3 was plus 225. It was kind of my favorite look there. But there's a lot of alt spreads around. I think it is a good way to go. Feel like some of these were ones you talked about last week, but it's not not wrong to rehash this. I think the tie or the zero zero exact score was one I might have uh, kind of uh, talked you into there as we got talking about it. That's like the bonanza. Oh, I didn't. Then, need you, much then you win much, everything. Much push there. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't a strong arm twist, but yeah, the the first quarter under the first quarter tie, the first quarter being the lowest scoring quarter, the zero zero. I we went all over all that, and you know, I've I've talked to other people about that. Honestly, Drew brought that up the other day too. But the interesting one here on this card is third quarter points over first quarter points. I like that a lot. Yeah, I talked about a lot of the first quarter unders. I know the 0 0 is something we were waiting for. Found a 10 to 1 there. Again, uh, most of these you can find pretty close to these prices, a, a lot of regulated books. Um, and actually, the third quarter points over first quarter points, I think that's a DraftKings prop. I'll have to go double check my list. But yeah, I, it's just another way of betting the first quarter, kind of be the lowest scoring quarter. Uh, you know, they seem to be pairing these two up. You go back and look. Again, things could be a little clunky to start the third quarter, but uh, these are generally pretty sharp coaches. 
coaches. You've seen them make adjustments at halftime and things. And I think they'll actually make use of that extra time. And again, if I think the first quarter is going to be super low scoring, I think the third quarter in general is where you start to see some points. So at minus 120, that looked pretty good to me. Um, again, a pretty soft handicap on all this stuff. Did you have a strong feeling either way? It, it sounded like you liked it. I like I like first quarter unders in the Super Bowl in general, and I like that other one, especially the third quarter. Once you get yeah. the you get that low scoring first quarter, and then you can just sit there and wait for it. It'd be nice to be it'd be nice to be sitting on all that money and just knowing like if you do hit the bonanza and it's zero zero, knowing <laughs> that like what you got to push it worst. I'm I'm guessing it's that wasn't a three way market. I'm assuming. Uh no. I think it was listed exact score zero zero, and there was a bunch of scores. No, no, no. Um, I mean the third quarter oh. over the first quarter. That oh yeah, like no, that was that third was just quarter, a first quarter. Market. Yeah, just two way yeah. market. So you're sitting on a push if you had a scoreless third quarter. So you're just waiting for somebody to get within field goal range and somebody to cash that for you. Here's uh, here's one I brought up last week: the defensive MVP nine to one. This this was the one where I was like, man, it feels like there's a really decent chance that Donald or Von Miller could get this. But those numbers are getting beat up because a lot of people are getting on that train with the you know the random defensive player, the guy who picks off in a you know in a low scoring game that a lot of people are expecting the the random linebacker that catches a tip ball and runs it in for a touchdown. Yeah, Sam Lipscomb, Eric Weddle, you know, a, a safety that's coming up into the box on a Can run blitz. Jackson? Yeah, you, you know, just some guy like who's... Buccaneers guy name? Yeah, there, there's been some, there's been some randos that have... And not that Eric Weddle's a rando. He's a big name. He's been around forever. This is his last game ever. But, you know, he's, he's up in the box on a run blitz, and the ball's tipped to the line, and he just is the right place, right time, and runs it in. Like the having this defensive MVP would feel pretty good. Dexter Jackson, Larry Dexter Brown. Dexter Jackson, yeah, thank you. Dexter Jackson, that was the one. I, I I knew the Larry Brown's an easy one. Dexter Jackson was a tough pull. So not that defense, Larry Brown. Defensive MVP nine to one. I like that quite a bit. Uh, your your thoughts on the sack props then? Is that mostly yeah, predicated off the Rams? It's a lot of it's predicated off the Rams. The over five and a half at, at plus one hundred look kind of appealing. I thought that should have been closer to me, like minus one twenty, minus one twenty-five. I'll definitely play the Rams over sacks prop. Again, we know that the Bengals offensive line is, you know, basically kind of just awful. Um, I think there's a good chance we see some sacks. If you look at the individual sack prices, they're kind of wacky. I mean, Donald to have a sack is anywhere between like minus 180 to minus 200. Von Miller's right around like minus 170. Even somebody like Leonard Floyd, you know, is a pretty rough odds here. So take the Rams over three and a half sacks here, probably over five and a half sacks. And what seems to be a game where there's going to be a lot of turnovers, you know, over one and a half interceptions. We know Stafford is not afraid of throwing into coverage. We saw Burrow, you know, not again, kind of same thing when he has to push the ball, trying to hit some of those windows. And we know that we have active cornerbacks here. I mean, the Rams have some of the best cornerbacks in the league. The Bengals in general, the last couple of weeks we've seen, they put a lot of pressure defensively on with a few decent linemen they have. And the cornerbacks have been doing a little bit better. So in a game where I think the ball's going to be in the air here defensive mvp anytime defensive touchdown i'm just you know we're going to go over sacks and over some of these turnover bets i didn't necessarily love fumbles i went back and look these teams actually hold on to the ball pretty well once they have it um but there's been a lot of picks both ways here i've seen that too like fumble recoveries are even harder because the, the ball i don't know if you guys know the ball shaped funny and fumble Very recoveries funny. are so random like fumbles is tough too i did look at that it's if you have teams that don't fumble a lot 
and those are super hard to predict. It's I think interceptions are maybe a little more predictive with the the amount of times somebody's going to be throwing the ball. Non quarterback MVP plus two ten. This is whenever you see someone talking about something and you think that's dumb fucking bet. <laughs> you go try to find the opposite. This is what I had on my list as well because I seen someone talking about like should I just bet Burrow and Stafford to win the MVP? And people they see two plus numbers and they assume if you bet them both, it's still just a plus number. Two plus numbers dutched is often not. And I'm not saying laying juice with a, to for a quarterback to win the MVP is a bad idea per se. It happens quite often. But boy, you you are laying way more juice than you think when you bet two two props that are you know extremely ne- they're negatively correlated. They cannot both happen. They're not going to give co-MVP to the losing quarterback. So (laughs) there's only one of those can happen. You're hedging. The the minute you make your bet, you're already hedging. So when you look at that, I I like to look at the opposite side of that. Non-quarterback MVP 2-1 to is kind of nice there. And then, of course, the throw two over two and a half players throw a touchdown. Yeah, this is fun. I like all these kind of quarterback props. This is stuff I've been waiting for and looking. Like a non-quarterback MVP, when you go back and kind of put everyone together, I get a little bit lower number than this. I think you're actually getting a little bit of value here, lumping it all together at plus 210, even if you go through, and especially when you go through and kind of pick the best prices from a whole bunch of different places. Um, again, plus 210 looks like a nice number. I'm trying to remember where I found this. This was just at one particular place. Um, uh, MGM, I think, actually has that one. And then the rest of these, you can find these in a lot of different places. And the variations are interesting. So it looks like there's either over two and a half players to throw a pass, which is plus money, and then over two and a half players to throw a touchdown, plus 800. Um, we know both of these teams we talked about a little bit. I mean, the Rams have a bunch of guys that have thrown the ball in the past. Um, we've seen him do it even this playoffs. I believe Beckham Jr. already has a touchdown pass. Um, we'll see, you know, what kind of the Bengals can do on their side, but we know that Chase was a quarterback um, and knows how to throw the ball from, you know, when he played in high school. So um, we see it. I mean, it's the Super Bowl, you know, to uh, quote the incredible Dan Fouts. It's the last game of the year, Andy. You can't hold anything back. So anything I, back. I, I think we'll see a lot of creation. That was Mud Bowl, to be fair. Or the Bourbon Bowl. That was the the Bourbon bourbon Bowl. bowl. Thank you very much. The Mud Dogs. Yeah, there we go. In the Bourbon Bowl. Um, So I like both of those. Any quarterback four-plus touchdowns. I think that, you know, if we start to see this game get a little bit out of hand, we know what Burrow's going to do. I thought about just playing Burrow, honestly, to throw four-plus touchdowns, but plus 400 for either one of them looks good. If the Bengals get out ahead, we'll see the Rams start to sling. I think there's a decent chance, again, if you're – think Burrow's going to play well here. You go back and look. The Bengals just throw the ball, even when they're ahead. So they keep pressing. They keep pushing. And then, you know, passing yards, Burrow over Stafford. Again, kind of just made a case for that a little bit there. I looked at maybe completions. I looked at attempts. I think anything like that. But passing yards looked the best to me. Uh, again, come push when push comes to shove, the Rams, would I think, would rather run the ball a little bit more than they'd rather pass. Um, I think the Bengals are just going to be throwing the ball pretty much all game. It's so hard to run with that line against this defense, defense they're facing. Talk, talk to Drew and, you know, uh, Will Brinson the other day about that a little too. Like, they don't tend to change. Like, McVeigh doesn't change who he is. Based, even on games, with game state changing sometimes, he's not a tendency changer. He's going to stick with his tendencies. And, I mean, you're absolutely right in that regard. I did get a, a reply to one of our tweets. Uh, I think it was just, like, the show the other day. And someone posted a picture from a prop. A prop and it said, will a non-rostered quarterback throw a touchdown pass? 
which again, it's like what I talked about yesterday with the ambiguity of this. So like when, when I read this, it reads like somebody who's not on the team to throw a touchdown pass, like a referee or a fucking coach. What is that? You know, non-rostered quarterback. I think they are trying to say someone who is not rostered on the roster listed as a quarterback. Like they should have just said someone who's not a quarterback throws a, a touchdown pass, but they, they, They've really phrased it funny. So again, double check these. But the the screenshot he sent me was fifteen to one. So I might have to ask him where he found that because it's it's basically and, and this was the other day. It might have been bet yeah. down already. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely look into that because I enjoy those a lot. Yeah, it makes no sense. And you guys in the chat are right. FanDuel, God bless them. They're one of my favorite books as far as the legals, just because of their offerings. But their their UI has gotten worse somehow with all the side scrolling. Nobody wants to side scroll. Like you can't side scroll on your mouse. <laughs> you have to go up there and move the bar across to go find all the things for golf. Now it's been it's been rough with some of that. So hopefully they can figure that out. Email them, give them feedback. Uh, hopefully they listen to people because it does stink. And every single book in the world is doing a horrible job of um, organizing their prop bets. I think like just in general, it's, it's super rough. There need to be better search functions across the board. And with that, after that rant, we'll just go into the first touchdown bets, huh? So many first touchdown bets. And again, uh, something I meant to touch on when we kind of started this, feel free to take as many of these as you want, as few of them as you want. Some of them are kind of alternatives to each other. I know, you know, Andy, you talk all the time about how you have different staking for golf versus college basketball. I kind of have a little Super Bowl bankroll. It's much smaller than what, obviously, what I normally bet on these NBA games and tennis matches and things like that. So, you know, don't be going out here and firing your normal unit on every single one of these, by the way. And um, no particular better way to look at this and, you know, we'll start with some first touchdown bets and actually kind of start in the middle there at the tight ends. This one's a little interesting. Uzuma and Higby, if you look around, you can find them at 20 to 1 or better a couple places. But if you can't, a few books are offering any tight end at 5 to 1. When you take Uzma, you put him together with Higby as well as Kendall Blanton from the Rams, who is also someone I kind of looked at and thought about playing individually. You put them all together. It's tough to get to five to one, especially you know unless you have kind of ten different books and you can spread it around a little bit. So again, that's you know bet Uzma and Higby at twenty to one, or look for you know the first touchdown any tight end kind of prop there. Um, and you also. You know, and then back at the top here. Now, Jefferson is someone I was planning on betting, but we also have a very important angle here, Andy. Significant other karma is involved, and I think this is a very important force in the world. Um, as some of you might remember, uh, some time ago, Adrian Peterson was um, not allowed to play football because it turns out he hit his kid with a switch um, a few times, and you know that's a bad thing. Don't hit your kids, people. Before that year, I had the number one pick in my fantasy draft league, and I didn't really know what to do. Was I think it was Jamal. Char Charles or Adrian Peterson. Anyway, the way I figured this out was the night before the draft, I showed my girlfriend at the time a picture of Adrian Peterson and a picture of Jamal Charles. She looked right at Adrian Peterson and said, not him. I don't trust him. He has a weird face. Literally like two days later, that story comes out. I have tons of stories about this. My mom, if I take her to a Phillies game, more often than not, the Phillies win, which you might roll your eyes at, but the Phillies are terrible. I think they've only had a winning season like four or five times in my 33 years on earth, and we go more on losing seasons. So I believe in this, and in particular today, producer Dan's fiance, um, given the opportunity to pick any particular name, ended with Van Jefferson. So what do you think, Andy? I mean, we have to bet it, right? I mean, it's yeah, like it's even a decent number. 
my high school I'm, I'm telling on them and it's not like they're the only people in the world that gamble illegally but my high school teachers they all did a, a march madness bracket and like every year the art teacher who didn't understand basketball would just pick based on like the color of the jerseys and shit and she'd always do well like there is something to be said for weird things <laughs> happening in big tournaments big games like this so i'm down with the van jefferson van jefferson and van jefferson gets looks like the, the guy does get looks number. i bet him quite a bit we'll grab the quarterbacks at 40 to 1 this was a number one another one where there was a combined price that i think was for any for a quarterback right around 20 to 1, pretty much the same as lumping these two together. Again, feel free to do that or the singles. I talked about the tight ends. And then some books are offering, there's kind of a couple ways to do this. You could bet first touchdown, defense or special teams, which is, you know, plus 1,800 or so, a lot of places. And then one particular book, um, I believe that's MGM, has it listed. Um, they basically are, no, I'm sorry, this is on Barstool, I think. It might be other Canby books there. But um, they basically have listed what position group is going to score the first touchdown, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, or anything else. And anything else is 23-1, to 1, which lets you pick up defense. It lets you pick up most of the special teamers. I thought that was another kind of good way to get a little better number on that last one. But um, a whole bunch of first touchdown scores in general. We're going to take the tight ends, the quarterbacks, Van Jefferson, and the defenses. And, again, what I think could end up being kind of a slow start, sloppy game that really opens up. Bounty. I'm a tight end guy. I'm always, I'm just betting the tight ends. I will bet first touchdown any tight end. I was I, I brought that up like I need these markets during every primetime game during the season. Right. I brought this up during the playoffs. I said because you know the big joke in the in the golf Slack channel is like betting on the white tight end every week. Like find a Caucasian <laughs> tight end and bet him, and like the thing is like it it just started working. Like it worked a bunch and and Jeff Swain. You know, yeah, we and we, we were joking. We joke around that. And yeah, Mark Andrews. Sample, there you go. And I mean, just in general, I do enjoy the the tight end Which prices. Can. I don't think they're they're proper most of the time. Price so price. I think there's always value on those. I said that we should. Why can't there just be a price on the first touchdown is scored by a tight end? Now we have it because there's everything for the Super Bowl. But I would like somebody to pick up positional group uh, first touchdown scores with a half decent straddle keep it under 20 percent. think guys. they could do it again you just kind of back solve from your individual odds and kind of go from there i mean hey, maybe you already pound the big too much but you could figure that out that seems codable come on bookmakers get it together yeah just take your first touchdown scores sort okay, them by position and, and drop the vig down to like 20 percent. so on, there we man. go jim klein saucer that is a callback jesus guys so hey i hope you have, have some good ones in there awesome. it looks like andy tails is a lock so I'll be looking for some tails. What is the best odds you saw on heads or tails? I haven't seen. Usually there's an Minus even money promotional one, but I saw 102, I think. I saw a 101. Someone posted on Twitter. I can't remember where it was. Somebody in Jersey. Um, you know, you know what the there is there is actually a plus EV play on the on the the coin toss. It's if you're in enough of those Super Bowl boards, a lot of the Super Bowl boards will take two of the 100 squares randomly and say you know this guy has heads this guy has tails and you know and if if you get your heads or tails right you win like 100 bucks right off the bat before you before you that's even fun. get into the super bowl at most of the boards i'm in do that if you get one of those uh, hedge hedge for half you have no advantage it is literally a 50 50 if you if you're a gambler whatever let it ride but anytime i've had that i've gone and found the lo lowest odds and just hedge that's really like that's just fun. free money 
Yeah, this honestly, the only thing I miss about working in office is uh, squares pulls to the Super Bowl. I was always very good. Like, not, I don't know if necessarily it's a skill, but I, I think it was either because I bought eight squares every year or something like that, or was particularly good at picking it. But I'd hit it basically like every other year. One year, I forget. I think it was the the Rams Patriots game was basically the same score. Yeah, um, I had that in the first quarter, first half. You kind of like bumped them all, but it's so much fun. I love the squares. There, there was fun. a, a fun uh, there was a bigger board that we always played and still do, and they they took a side and I think it was like a very expensive one, like a thousand a square, Ooh. and they took like twenty five thousand dollars and set it aside for score changes. So if there were if there were ten score changes. Everyone who had those numbers, like if it's oh, if that's it, cool. If it if, scores if a touchdown, score was ever live. Yeah, if again, if there's a touchdown scored right off the bat, and you had six and zero, that's a score change. Seven and zero is the second one. Is so zero any, zero an automatic hit? I guess it is. You, you don't get the automatic hit on the zero zero, but okay. they would they would take it and they would you know how, so however many score changes there were divided by that pot. So if there's a lot of score changes, it would get smaller and smaller. But that Rams Super Bowl, like the guy who had like 3-3, three, three, he had like half the score changes too. So, I mean, he took like 80% of the pot. It was rough for everybody else. We were, you know, sitting there with like 5-2 and two and just hating life. So that, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's my square that's story. I love that. <laughs> That's, I mean, Otherwise, the creativity of this stuff is fantastic. That's one of the other things. People really get into I it. I guess I they have a couple those. weeks. And you get people who generally aren't doing this stuff doing it. It's pretty great. No, I, I do enjoy a Super Bowl Squares board. I'll be in on a few of those. So if you like Super Bowl Squares boards or the Super Bowl or gambling or betting or football or nachos, hit the thumbs up in the YouTube Ooh, channel. Nachos. I'd appreciate it. That helps. Give me one more before the uh, – before the Super Bowl, catch you back here Monday. We'll talk about all the action. Uh, Drew and I are going live at the two-minute warning to talk about the first half, and we we said that we're doing that because we're old heads and we want to watch Dre and Snoop and M. Like I, I want to see this shit. I'm, I'm 37 years old. That's these are my guys. I want to see them. So I'm not missing half. What we grew up with. Yeah, we're gonna come back on the air after they're done singing and then talk some more. So, all right, guys, we'll see you then.